Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of Bobble Pod. We are on episode 25 where I'm going to be talking about your marketing strategy for 2023. We're coming up to the end of the year we need to start thinking ahead. But as always, don't forget to like, follow and subscribe on our streaming platform. And if you're on YouTube, hello YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and click on the bell notification to be reminded of all upcoming videos. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about what you can start thinking about in 2023 with your marketing strategy. And I discussed this because of the announcement that came out a few weeks ago about the Bank of England confirming we're in a recession and it's going to last until mid uh, mid-year 2024. And that's based on their analysis base, and that is predicted to be the longest running recession to date on record. So it is factual. We'll see how it actually pans out. A lot of it depends on how businesses operate, how the economy can quickly start going back into growth. And a lot of that depends on factors out of yours, control, my control, really, what the government can do and how things improve, you know, economically. But if we go back to my episode, which was episode 13, in terms of where I talked about what does a recession mean for your business, we released that back in September. So I would highly recommend anyone listening today to go back to episode 13 and listen to that episode. It was a very, very informative episode of what that means for your business. And basically what a recession generally means now that we're in one is job losses, uh, manufacturing slowdown, uh, declining consumer spending, we're in December, the most, the highest spending seasonal point that we have. We're going to see a decline in real income. Marketing budgets are also going to get squeezed by business owners at all levels, you know, predominantly SMEs and micro businesses. Um, and that's the main worry. So it's going to be not a short-term thing, but a long-term thing. So up until 2024. So this is why it's important to start your marketing strategy as soon as you can for 2023. You need to really start planning ahead. You need to have a strategy in place, not just for 2023, but beyond. Your existing strategy that you may have, and some people are like, well, I have a strategy in place and it's doing quite well. Oh, well, that's good. But you need to have fail-safes in place. You need to have, um, you, you need to create an agile strategy where you can pivot around external and economical factors that may yet impact you. And again, these are factors out of your control. Um, factors out of our control, as an example, as a, as, as a marketing agency, are the fact that some of our smaller clients' budgets are squeezed. So some contract retainers are on pause, some have cut back on spending, some have had to stop spending altogether and don't look to be coming back. On the other side, we have some clients that are looking to spend more and increase it. And we've seen a good appetite of bigger businesses come through where we try to help and educate people the impact of a recession and what you should be doing with your marketing strategy. And they've thought, oh, that's a good idea. Maybe we should talk to Bowl. So there's positives and negatives on both sides of the scale at this time. But everything comes with strategy. And the reason why your strategy should not just focus on the short term but the long term. So you need to plan yes for 2023, but you want to have that strategy end by the end of 2024. Because what we find in recession, and I've, I've mentioned this point a few times, is businesses that continue to invest in their marketing activity, whether it's digital or non-traditional or traditional or non-traditional, they generally see an increase in market share. They see an increase in business growth as they exit 
a recession when things get back to growth. So your growth in that period tends to be stronger because you're already on the front foot, you're not on the back foot. Um, so you want to make sure your strategy is ideally focused around market share, increasing growth, increasing revenue, increasing customer retention. And that should be one of the elements. Your focus around your strategy should be on existing customers more than new customers. Because it's existing customers that are going to be loyal. Loyalty is key in a recession. Um, I talked about it in episode 13 where, you know, cash is king. But if cash is king, then so is customer loyalty, a customer base. Um, people are going to continue buying from you during that recession period and continue to be your brand ambassadors. And that can come in the form of, you know, internal channels like email. So what you're doing to communicate with them on a regular basis, that doesn't mean bombard them you know, with a daily email, it means keep them up to date in terms of what you're doing as a business, how you're supporting initiatives you have and tips and advice, how you're educating and supporting them, specific offers for them. You know, you can look at obviously your social media comms, predominantly more organic in terms of engaging with them and getting them to engage with your posts and remind them that you're still there and you're still there to help and you're still there providing key services, key products that they can use every day, day in, day out. So you can focus on stuff like engagement campaigns to, you know, engage with your customers, give something back, stuff like competitions, rewards, or um, reward them like with customer loyalty. I, I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking from the top of my head here, but there's a lot of things you can do around an engagement campaign. Obviously, we as an agency are very performance focused, so engagement isn't our natural element, but rewards for loyalty and it doesn't really matter if you're b2b or b2c it in terms of loyalty with your customers for example if you're b2b then sorry let's start with b2c i'm gonna start with b2c that's easier so if you're b2c it should be loyalty incentives like um how to attract new customers based on referrals so you're a loyal customer but if you introduce to someone else we're going to give you and your friend um, you know, a benefit, you know, of shopping with us, sign up to our loyalty program, sign up to our rewards program. Um, what I find with a good example of a company, this is Shell. Shell, if you get the app and you scan your digital, you know, card when you fuel up, um, after 10 um, visits to the petrol station, you get um, you get your reward based on how much you spent. You get like a four or five pound off that shop. But for loyalty, every so often, they will say, oh, if you fuel this, this week, we're going to give you an extra three pound off. And I was going to go anyway. But they know that because they see the pattern of how often the time difference between I'm scanning my loyalty card. So remember, there's a lot of data that comes from that from a B2C perspective. So what they're smart with, with their existing customers is they see how often are customers scanning their you know, shell fuel card through the app? Um, what is the time difference? And then individually, you know, offers going to me to my phone that would be different to my brother and his phone, different to, Josh, do you drive still? Are you driving yet? Have you got the shell card up? Now, see, you're missing out, mate, missing out. So elements like that work. And you see this when you go to supermarkets with Nectar, they will personalize the offers that print out at Sainsbury's there and then or whether you're with Tesco or Morrison's, it doesn't matter. It's tailored to you. And, and these kind of tactics in terms of loyalty and making sure they stay with you, rewarding that loyalty. And, and most of it is going to be financially incentive. Let's 
be real here. It's it's making sure that, you know, you're rewarding loyal customers. But also, if you want to focus on new customers from a B2C perspective, then you need to incentivize both of them. Or refer someone and we'll give you X as well. And nothing is better than a referral, specifically in B2B. But the best converting clients we have is when our clients refer us to other clients. Because the it's that is a case study, that is a testimony in its own. Who are you using to achieve the results you're doing? We're using Bobble Digital. And then you get an email from a client, or oh, we can do it. And then we reward our client with a financial incentive where we take something off their bill that month if a client on board and signs a contract with us as a result of their referral. So we're saying, hey, thank you, because we know what average cost per acquisition is per new customer. And if it's coming from a referral scheme, then we just pay that average CPA or, you know, to our client instead as, as a way of thank you. So that was what can you do from a B2C perspective. For a B2B, it mainly comes down to your customer service and your communication. You got to show to your clients that you're available. Specifically B2B, it's much, much harder. As I said, businesses are going to feel the punch in terms of their, not just their marketing budgets, their budgets all around. I talked about what does a recession mean? It means job losses. It's hard for them to continue investing in products and services if they're making people cuts. It's, 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 uh, it's I wouldn't say it's unethical, but it's, it's mandatory. The biggest cost any business has is its staff staff turnover, retention, it's their offices and they have to start looking at suppliers, whether that's, you know, that if they've got externally outsourced HR or marketing, how do they bring that in? It comes down to, you know, how are you communicating and how are you staying up to date? What value are you offering other than here's a report at the end of the month? You know, the, what we pride ourselves on a bubble is our relationship with our clients or the ones that we try to, to make. I always say we should be chasing clients. Clients shouldn't be chasing us. That's when you know that you're doing a good job, really. Because, you know, and clients are very hard sometimes to pinpoint down what you want. We have, you know, clients that sometimes don't attend the bi-weekly calls, don't respond to emails. But obviously that's a different situation. But that's where your customer service and communication levels are very, very important. That's where you need to go out of the way, think out of the box in terms of like, by the way, if you do not do this, it's going to impact your performance, your business, you're potentially losing out on X revenue, X traffic, X potential conversions, X potential number of leads. Um, so it comes down to how you serving your customers. Remember people buy into people as much as they do your experience. And I said this in episode 13 is like, a tr it's going to come down to where their businesses trust you. So if you're trying to convert new customers during 2023 and the first half of 2024, they will have the money to spend. It's whether they trust you with their budget. And that's going to come from client testimonies, referrals, how will you showcase your customer service, how will you communicate. And that's not just for the short term, that's through the duration of your contract with them. Showcase to your clients what you're doing. Provide more data and insights. Identify areas of growth or cost savings. For example, right now we're partnering with a company um, that for our e-commerce could benefit because if they hit a million pound revenue more, every business at that level has a transaction fee. And we've partnered with a company where they can reduce that transaction fee by maybe from 20p per transaction down to 15p. Now, there's no, incentive, that, there's no benefit to me on that, but if we've got an e-commerce client 
that is, I don't know, turning over uh, 25 million a year and their transaction fees are a quarter of a million and they can save 25% or even 20% in transaction fees. That's £50,000 extra into their pocket a year, hypothetically. Again, these are hypothetical numbers. So that's what we do to talk to our clients because then we can say, by the way, that pays for our fee because you've saved £50,000 a year. You're kind of covered your, your, your agency fee over the course of the year without having to do anything, but by partnering with a different supplier because businesses are going to start getting more savvy in this period. They're going to try to get best value for money. They wanna, they're going to start making cuts. Elements are going to decline. Consumer spend is going to decline. So if they're losing out on, you know, 50 grand a month in terms of sales, whereas this time last year they were achieving that, then, you know, imagine if they could save £10,000 in transactional fees. That goes 20% of the way towards losing the loss of potential revenue. So you've got to look at areas for growth, not just what you provide as a service, but try to think out of the box in terms of like, no, there's all these other partners we work with. We try to get our clients to talk to each other to see if there's any mutual benefit or ground as well. And clients will value that more than anything else. Remember, data and insights is everything. As long as you're providing it with some form of insight and benefit, above the tangible that we're an agency, myself and Fiona discussed this uh, on a, a couple of episodes ago in terms of what businesses do, specifically when it came to B2B. You're not selling yourself as a business. You're selling the solution or the service you provide and how that's going to benefit them. So this podcast, if we take it as an example, I'm giving my advice to businesses complimentarily to say, well, here's what you should be doing. You should be thinking about your 2023 strategy because there's a recession coming. The business isn't going to operate in the ideal way you are. There are some businesses with high affluent customers that are not going to be impacted, but you know, it's going to, some, everybody's going to feel it at some point over the next, you know, 18 to 24 months. So it's, it comes down to, well, well, what are we providing as a solution? How are we providing more benefits, tangible outside of just data measurements and performance? Yes, our performance is good. Yes, our results are good. But have you considered this? You've got to think outside of the box sometimes when it comes to environments like, you know, a recession. And that's where your strategy is going to be key. So you need to think about how can we be agile? How can we pivot depending? Because we don't know what 2023 is going to throw at us. We know there's going to be a downturn in economical performance for the UK as a whole, but how bad that is, we're still yet to really feel it. And you've got to pivot, whether that's pivot with budgets, that's pivoting with your strategy, that's pivoting channels. Everything comes down to understanding, right? Here's our core strategy that we've been running for the last couple of years. Here's what we're planning for the next two years. But what's the short, medium, long-term elements and how are you going to be agile with that and pivot around different elements? Again, your strategy might be just focus on new customers, but if you're not achieving as much new customers, maybe you should pivot your strategy to existing customers because they're your brand ambassadors and loyal. But how do you do that? How do you focus that budget, how do you get that message across? So there's elements that you need to consider and think about during those periods. So strategy for 2023 is going to be key. Um, if you're a business right now and you're listening and you're watching or you see a clip of something on our social media, you need to be thinking now, sooner rather than later, than what, 20, what 2023 is going to bring and beyond. Um, and you need to look at how external factors, economical factors are going to impact you. 
there's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of frameworks and elements. I myself am doing a talk at Marketing Showcase in December where I'm talking about digital marketing in a recession. Forget survival, learn how to thrive. From that, we'll be creating a framework, a guide. This actual episode at the point of recording it was recorded before I do that talk. So what we will do is if you're on listening to Spotify, if you're on YouTube, there will be a link to that video to watch and we'll try and add some content, some topics, some guides, some documents, almost like some eBooks or guidelines for you to read an element, which will naturally feature on our blog page. Again, the key focus I try to push out of bubble pod is that you listeners learn something or can walk away and think, yes, I haven't started thinking about 2023 because I'm being too reactive right now. You need to have some idea of the focus in terms of what's coming up. So it's not just about being reactive. It's about thinking short and long-term. So as long as you walk away with something, you learn something to some extent. So we've got more episodes coming up leading up to uh, Christmas. Um, if anybody follows our TikTok, our next guest is going to be James McCann. So you'll actually get to hear from him and talk about our TikTok um, following campaigns and, and how he sees the environment specifically for agencies of business from a business development point of view in terms of challenges we're facing. So, Please tune into that next week. And as always, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe. Again, don't forget to give your feedback to us. You can, you know, send a comment on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. Just use the hashtags Mr. Bobble, um, hashtag AskBobble, hashtag BobblePod, or drop us a message or email us through www.bobblepod.co.uk. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to catching up with you on our next episode.